Welcome to Trowadron Legends and Lore. Episode 43, The Third Rebirth. Well, hello and welcome to Trolladon Legends and Lore. I'm Chad Corey, and this is the final episode in our mini-series. We've been delving into the unrecorded history of Trolladon. Hopefully you've been enjoying it. Uh, if you have just now come into the fun here, uh, I would encourage you to go back and check the previous episodes as we've covered a lot of ground. This more or less will be a summation and a wrap-up of what we've covered thus far, giving us the legwork, or I guess the foundation to transition in more or less to the recorded time period and uh, see where we go after that in future episodes. But before we get to that, I wanted to thank everyone who has been supporting The Shadow Region. That is the newest book of the Trailer lineup. For those who don't know, I'm an author of about how many books now? Well, about four books now. Uh, first trilogy was the Wizard King trilogy that has been out for uh, about a couple of years now. And the books in there are Return of the Wizard King, Trial of the Wizard King, and Triumph of the Wizard King. They are just now uh, reaching maybe a year anniversary for the box set of that collection that came out last October. And that should still be available in bookstores, hopefully, at the time of this recording, although I don't know for sure. Um, and those are all available, like I said, as print, ebooks, and audiobooks. So do take advantage of that if that's something you have an interest in. The Shadow Region is the new standalone story in the line. Um, there are elements that carry over from the Wizard King trilogy, but I, like I've been saying, you don't have to necessarily know what happened. It's a great starting point for those who just want to get into it and just want a one-story read. It's a little bit different flavor. It's not going to be totally um, epic action-adventure like the Wizard King trilogy was, but it's still big in scope and some things and more uh, insightful in other ways, so I don't want to give too much away yet, but you can find out more information about that by going to my website, chadcorey.com, C-H-A-D-C-O-R-R-I-E.com, and click on the page for the Shadow Regent, and you should be able to get access to sample chapters, reviews, audio clips, a whole lot of fun information that will make you more informed of an individual to see if this book is something you want to continue to explore. And last but not least, uh, you can find me on social media. I'm at Creator Chad on Twi uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, as well as the website, chadcorey.com. There is a newsletter, which you can subscribe to and get advantage uh, of inf information that might not be readily available elsewhere, and updates in general. And there, of course, is uh, the Trollodon website. That's Trollodon, T-R-A-L-O-D-R-E-N.com. And you can use the name as the handle for... Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and get more information and insight about the world setting in general. So between these podcasts, the books, the website, and the social media, you should be a very well-informed and hopefully well-entertained and uh, happy Trollodon fan with the information that is provided. Uh, if you have any questions or concerns with anything, please let me know. Uh, you can send them to lore, that's L-O-R-E, at chadcorey, that's C-H-A-D-C-O-R-R-I-E.com. And I'll be more than happy to uh, see if I can answer questions. I'm looking to do that in the near future here for an episode. If there's something that you think you want to know more about, you had questions about what I shared on the podcast, or if you want to see some more things covered in general, or just wanted to share where you're getting the access to the podcast, I'm always curious to know who's listening and how. 
So if you want to share what platform or devices you're listening on or how you get access to it, where you found it, that's always fun for me to know, like I said, to see where this is getting. I know it's being listened to. I know it's reaching. It's getting an, an increase of followers, which is great. I just don't necessarily always know who you are, where you are, how you're getting that information and accessing that. So it's always good to kind of get that firsthand, so to speak, directly from the people. Uh, okay, that all said, let's transition into what we'll be talking about today, which is two uh, two little historical elements here that will wrap up the end of unrecorded time. And just to give you a little summation of those that we've covered already, it was, was the beginning, and then we had the Thangarian Age, followed by the Pantheonic Age, and the Titanic Age, and that was followed by the Fiendish Wars, and the Dark Decade, and then the Wars of Liberation, which led into the First Rebirth, and then the First Great Decline, and then the Second Rebirth, which led into the Draenoric Age, which led into the Great Shaking, and now we're going to get into the Third Rebirth. Um, let's just stop right there, take a couple quick steps back to the Great Shaking, to rehash what happened last episode, basically the world was almost destroyed. It was, it was shaken. And the once supercontinent that dominated the land was broken up into various pieces. Some of them sent down into the southern hemisphere. Some of them remained in the northern hemisphere. But everything shaken, broken, and much different than what it was before. Those that existed on those planets, on the planet, counted themselves very blessed and fortunate to remain alive. But it took them quite a while uh, to survive. And they basically, they were, like I said earlier, trying, in the previous episode, trying to do the best with what they were given. And that was what the third rebirth was would entail. As you can imagine, you just had just suffered the destruction of your, your continent, your na- nation, your land, your people. You're not really thinking about, you know, you know, philosophical things or <laughs> how are you going to tax the people to get, you know, you're thinking about where am I going to eat? Where am I going to live? You know, how am I going to survive? And so that's what dominated much of this time period. And so obviously there's not going to be a big historical account that was kept at this point in time. You also had the challenge of having population groups separated for long periods of time. Previous to this, much of the continent, the supercontinent, was inhabited or had you know in areas of influence by people groups, races, nations, what have you, giving it a, a pretty well lived in, established type of feel. I mean, there were still pockets where there were wildlands and things like that, but much of it had been dominated and in, in, in under the control of one nation or group or the other. Obviously, with the Great Shaking, you had a great upset of that type of situation in former order and society. And so you lost a lot of connections, you lost a lot of uh, development that took place or was taking place with the people groups, and that's why you have mortal kind more or less becoming divergent at this point in time. You had different pockets, for instance, of humans developing their own subcultures and abilities and, and natures and things at this time and changing into what we become now known as the, the modern human uh, groups, uh, ethnicities, and then you have the same with the dwarves. The dwarves, uniquely enough, along with the gnomes and some of the elves, the gnomes and the, the halflings, excuse me, the gnomes and the halflings were more or less locked on one area. They didn't really, they weren't really scattered too much at this point in time. The dwarves more or less congregated in their region of the world and they became established there and developed over time. 
the elves, for the most part, kind of congregated or eventually would congregate around part of what would become known as Colony. There were pockets here and there still, but they, they kind of died out or blended in with other people groups, and they kind of just disappeared so that the major pockets still existed, where we eventually have the uh, Colony and, and things later on. So that's kind of why we have the different people. But I'm saying that to say that that's where they began to develop their separate race, uh, racial identity, ethnicities, and their uh, cultural and language and things, aspects about them. They began to develop that. Obviously, as I said last episode, they had a very big influence from the Draenors, who influenced a lot of what would become their laws, their culture, their calendar, language, some of their philosophical and religious mindsets. We came, you know, from the Draenors, which in part came from the Titans, which in part came from the Titans from Thangaria, which were the gods. So it was all kind of interconnected, but the greatest influence, obviously, on the, the modern era were the Draenors and, you know, some Titans, but mostly Draenors. And that was what dominated most of their interaction. Obviously, you didn't really have, strangely enough, you did not really have the original races that the gods created being dominant on the northern hemisphere. So the Minotaurs were more dominant in the southern hemisphere. Same with the Ryu, same with the um, the giants. Well, the giants became kind of dominant on the, the northern hemisphere, kind of equally dominant, I guess, on the southern and northern. But you know, I say that to say they had a limited level of interaction, and those two developed and grew and waxed and waned over time. It just it seemed that the mortal kind was more predominant in the northern hemisphere and less so in the southern. And it was kind of the exact opposite of you know the southern and northern hemisphere. So eventually there came a point where you didn't have any mortal kind on the southern hemisphere and you didn't hardly have any of the original races on the northern hemisphere. You did have a lot of, uh, I didn't say a lot, but you did have some pockets of monstrous races, but, and those would be, like I said before, the, the minotaurs, the dragons, lizardmen, you know, things of that nature that were part of the fiendish creations that carried over through all that time. So you had a different type of environment in which the people developed, and that allowed for Motokan really to dominate. You know, the giants were in there too, but those, those became the major uh, players in time as they grew and developed into these people groups. And like I said, they became more tribal uh, in the sense that they had tribes and clans and things like that, and eventually would find themselves in the ability to begin society anew. And then that's where you begin to start having more of a written record, or at least an oral tradition, oral histories and things like that for these different groups. But it took a long time, because as you can imagine, you have a very devastated planet, and you're living in pockets of much smaller regions than what you originally were used to, you have no idea what's going on. you got to establish from scratch. you got to build up your population groups. And that took some time. And then eventually they got out of it, though, and that's what we call it the third rebirth. And as I said in the last episode, uh, recorded history for many people, at least as far as they're trying to figure it out, this is still unrecorded history, but they, they had a definite marker when they had history created, and uh, that was the great shaking so much so that they had a time period uh, system of dating set up where you had before the Great Shaking and then after the Great Shaking. Because again, it's easy to figure out what well, we all know when the Great Shaking happened. We all remember when that you know that took place. So that was an easy marker for a lot of people to, to plug into. And that would be serve as a uh, transitionary marker for a long period of time up until the Divine Vindication, which took place in 
preeminence over the former dating system. But as we've seen in another episode, which had had the ebb and flow of stuff between the development of the Dronoric Age, we have another decline shortly after the Great Rebirth here. And this became known as the Second Great Decline. After they began to establish some things after several centuries, uh, and new groups began to mingle and grow, so would disease among them. Uh, that's the negative side effect of you know being isolated for so long. Sometimes you get immune to certain things that others are not. And the result was a series of cross-contaminations that took a toll on various population settings uh, and then setting them back to a few notches from their previous achievements. This in turn birthed fighting with small skirmishes and, and with perfect timing the monstrous races made their inroads and fought with increased lunormic and draconic attacks. All these events combined to whittle away any gains made with earlier population growth, setting up another period of years darkened in their outlook. So basically you would have a, another kind of dark ages descend upon childhood and after they got enough people in there, they began to have an increase of uh, disease. And then of course the monstrous races began spreading out and dominating and fighting and taking things and the dragons and the norms started fighting on top of that. And then you had some intertribal and interpersonal relationship issues between the different groups and things like that added to the mix. So it was just, as you could say on one hand, maybe some growing pains trying to get used to the new, the new normal, the new territories and realities, but also just a lot of the after effects and aftermaths of all this increased interaction, development, people groups, population explosion, and, and so on and so forth. And as with many Dark Ages, you lose information that, was, that came before. You have more myths and legends of what took place, and so it was a little bit kind of murky and and uh, hard to get into. But even in the midst of all of that, we had the establishment and the refinement and the development of definite population centers and what would become powerful political centers for the mortal races, mortal kind. And obviously this happened for the other races as well. We're talking about stuff that took place in the Shadow Years, which we'll get to maybe at some point in the future, but the shadow years for many people is the beginning of recorded history because that is when they started doing a written history of what took place at this time and before that. And that is what a lot of scholars use as, like I said, the benchmark besides the, the great shaking. They use the shadow years as the beginning of recorded history. And that is what we'll cover at some point in the future on this podcast but I want to begin to look at, in short, or in long, however we look at it, uh, the major origin cities of the uh, mortal kind. There are five different population groups, which we'll cover uh, in the ensuing episodes, and each one had what is called an origin city, from which they developed as a people, and what would become a powerful, uh, not just capital city, but part of a, an empire that took place during the shadow years and would have a lasting and uh, sometimes good and sometimes bad lasting reputation on the planet and population and people that ruled from there in general. So that is what I want to cover in the next series of episodes. But for now, I wanted to wrap this up with saying basically what we have here is after all the challenges and the, the, the great shaking and the, the trying to come back and then they had set back again, they had they entered into that dark societal period of the shadow years, where they still continue to grow, they still continue to increase in population, but now you would begin to see them solidify and uh, coalesce around certain uh, population centers, cities, and so on and so forth, 
which would begin to define and further refine them as a people group, ethnic group, and begin to create what we know now, now know as the modern Trollodon that people have been reading and enjoying in the books. So there it is for that. I appreciate your time. Hopefully you've enjoyed this little mini breakdown of the unrecorded timeline. Again, you can take advantage of that and kind of get a sneak peek at what comes next with the recorded timeline by going to trollodon.com and looking under the history section on the website. Or I also list uh, this breakdown and some more information about what went on, including the Pantheonic Councils and other things that we haven't covered yet in this podcast in the Shadow Region. There is a appendices on there which covers, uh, like I said, some of the history, some of the information about the gods, and some other fun stuff as well as the story, which you can enjoy as well, which is available just wherever books are available, all over the uh, internet and world, and uh, in print, and digital, and audio format. So take advantage of that, explore it if you like. You can even find it in libraries and uh, all sorts of places. So in the meantime, thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your month and we'll catch you with the next installment. This podcast is copyright Chad Corey. All rights reserved.